Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Testing, testing. Still way too loud. Can get Jamie? Can you please come get Ellie? Okay, let's try this again. You're listening to The Neurodivergent Nurse, and I'm your host, Jamie. I'm a registered nurse who has ADHD. On this podcast, we will talk all things ADHD. I'm really just beginning to learn about this diagnosis and how to navigate through it, but I am so excited to take you on this messy and raw journey with me so that we can learn together. So let's get started. Hello, 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 my neurodivergent family. I just want to thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of The Neurodivergent Nurse. Big things have happened in the United States this week. If you live here, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has decided that if you are vaccinated, it is safe for you to go out in public, indoors and outdoors without a mask. This is such a big deal. Though, I'm going to be honest, mm, I haven't jumped on board of going barefaced just because I work with COVID patients so often and I just, I don't want to potentially spread the virus to people who may be going out that are not vaccinated and they're high risk. I'm going to get there because I have a lot of faith in science, but I'm just, I'm just not quite there yet for me wanting to protect other people. If you do not live in the United States of America and you are struggling with COVID-19, I just want you to know my thoughts, my prayers, all the positive vibes are sent your way. And I'm so sorry for the struggles that you're having currently. But there is hope. There is hope to get back to whatever the new normal is going to look like. It's something that feels like pre-2020. I also want to give a big shout out to two new Patreons this week. So Rochelle is an amazing nurse who joined the Patreon. And thank you so much for doing that and supporting this podcast. Another is Alyssa King. I can't put into words how much I appreciate the support for this podcast. And side note, I mentioned on the Instagram account and on the Patreon account. But just a reminder, if you are a patron to the Neurodivergent Nurse and you feel comfortable, send me your address so that I can occasionally send you some goodies too as a thank you for the support that you pour into this podcast. All right, all right, all right. Let's get to the topic at hand. Pre-diagnosis. I would often have conversations with my husband that sounded something like this. Hey, babe, what do you want to do tonight? I don't care. Whatever you want to do. I'm so tired of choosing for what we do every single weekend. Joe, it's not fair. I literally have to make life and death decisions every time I go to work. I just don't feel like doing it every time I come home. Turns out this is super common amongst people who have ADHD. Who knew? I didn't. 
I honestly thought that the lack of ability to make decisions, the pure exhaustion at the idea of having to decide what to do was just me. And there was some reflection of what I did as a career. And honestly, I can't tell you how difficult it is having to put all of your energy and your thought into how much you titrate a drip to make sure that if the patient is on a vasopressor that you don't titrate it too high because it can cause damage or that you don't titrate it too low or else they could bottom out and have a stroke or die. I honestly thought that I just had mental exhaustion from those decisions every time that I went to work. Little did I know, not necessarily the case. Our brains use two forms of cognition. We have hot cognition, which is known as an emotional or social cognition. It's also the type of cognition that involves a conflict between risk and reward. So you have to make decisions that are risky, where you stand a lot to gain, but you also might lose a lot. Hot cognition is the term psychologists use to describe high-speed, high-pressure decision-making. That's decision-making in the face of risk when emotions play a heavy role. The other one is, you guessed it, cold cognition. This usually is what neurotypicals think about. Attention, memory, everyday types of things. It's really non-emotional cognition. An example of it would be, you know, when you're planning your day, work, how you organize your day. So that is the most efficient one for you. Most people think like, okay, I have to go through this and this and this. Now, what is the most important thing to do? And that... I don't know if you're aware, but one of the talents of people with ADHD brains is that we love to create. And it is no different for yours truly. I actually happen to have an Etsy shop. The name is Hope for Human Kindness, where my creations are up for sale, whether it's art on canvas, art on wine bottles, handmade door hangers by myself and my mom together. Head on over and check it out and see if maybe, just maybe, you want to bring some of that beauty into your everyday life as well. And again, the Etsy shop is hope for human kindness and it's all one word. Now go check it out before you forget and then come back and finish listening to this podcast episode. Cold cognition. And it's also called decision making because you have to make decisions about how you're going to structure your day. And that's what neurotypicals are usually used to. Cold decisions require you to make up your mind, It's a thoughtful process in which you reach a conclusion by using the brain's executive functions. A lot of cold decisions are information-driven, and ADHDers find it difficult to screen out irrelevant information. We, on the other hand, are turned on by new information and the thrill of the hunt for more of it. In the era of endless information we live in, this behavior just goes rampant. Throw in the ADHD tendency toward low frustration tolerance, and it's easy to understand why making up the ADHD mind is either a getting it over with relief from indecision or giving in to a passive default decision to relieve the angst. Those of us with ADHD are often great at making hot decisions at urgent moments. I think this is partially why I'm good at my job as a rapid response nurse. And to be honest, if it wasn't for getting up between 4.30 and 5 a.m., I would say that it's actually one of my favorite pastimes. 
Fast-moving events light up the neurotransmitters of the ADHD brain, and it focuses our attention. Unfortunately, we're not as good at making cold decisions, which, like I said, are information-driven, and they require us to make our minds after a lot of thought. As you heard earlier, I used to tell my husband that I make life-and-death decisions all day, and on my off days, I was just too exhausted to make the minor decisions like, I don't know, what to eat for dinner or what movie we should watch. There's just too much information. And I can't seem to decide in time are common things said by many of us with attention deficit. Throw in problems enlisting our executive functions and a desire to get things over with. Turns out by doing that, we make a lot of decisions that we just wish that we could take back. So on this episode, I'm going to give you some strategies for making smarter decisions that we won't regret and just make it a tad bit easier to do so. First of all, you need to be closed-minded. Uh, what? Did you know that the word decide comes from the Latin word that means to cut off? So what we need to do is limit our choices. For example, I detest shopping. I especially hate house shopping, car shopping, anything else that is a big decision. There's just so many choices and so many things to consider. It's really overwhelming before it ever starts. So start eliminating choices that are absolute. You can't afford it? Take it off your list to look at. Is there a certain proximity or area that's important to you in choosing a home? Well, then don't consider anything that doesn't fall in that area. Next, pay attention to your intuition. Studies show that long before your reasoning mind kicks in, Your emotional brain has been sensing the way to go. Consult your heart. Good decisions are often a mix of logic and emotions. It seems that many people with ADHD believe themselves to be intuitive. Authors who write about ADHD positive traits often list intuition among those traits. Could people with ADHD experience more intuition than others? Some say yes, since we rely more on nonverbal workings of the interconnected right brain. Next, quiet things down. Noise, visual clutter, too much hustle and bustle. They really overload the ADHD brain, and this makes it hard to make a decision. Now, I love hustle and bustle when it comes to things like needing to study. That background noise and stimulation helps me absorb whatever I'm focusing on. But when it comes to making a decision, You may just need to find a quiet room or a nook to think in. Okay, next, set a decision deadline. This probably won't help as much with deciding where to go tonight on a date. For bigger decisions that you're prone to put off, it will definitely help. Post your deadline on your calendar. Having a date to decide can help you prioritize by adding focus and motivation to a decision that has no time frame. Because, as you know, those of us with ADHD, we love visual reminders. You may just want to crowdsource your decision. Delegate the decision to people you trust in your social media network. Let them make the decision, but you assume the responsibility or accountability for it. Shout out to my patrons that help narrow down decisions on podcast episodes. Who knows better what people would want to hear than the people who look forward to hearing episodes of the podcast. This also can certainly help you in areas of your world too. 
Okay, next suggestion, put it on paper. Write down the risk and the benefits. Write down the pros, write down the cons. These choices can help you make your decision. Write it on a piece of paper or a large erasable whiteboard and then evaluate your choices over several days. You know, several days until that deadline that you made, right? One of the pros or the cons that you list might just stick out to you and help you make your decision. Next up, ask for more time. If you're afraid of making a knee-jerk decision, buy a little time if you can. When someone's forcing you to decide now, say hey, let me get back to you on that, or can I sleep on it? Or will you email me next week for my decision? Side note, make sure you ask them to email you or follow up with you so that you're sure to let them know of your choice. This also works with telling people no. If you're anything like me, people know to ask you for help or to switch a work schedule or to pick up overtime. Use this strategy to also give yourself time to think if, it's really right for you. Next one, be sure you pause and reflect. After you gather a lot of information to make a decision, pull back a bit to assess and to digest the information that you've gathered. Let's be real. Those of us with ADHD are often more captivated by researching the information than by actually deciding. You might already have enough information to decide, but unless you pause, you won't really notice that. Okay, next up, just say it. Saying the options of your choices out loud sometimes leads to making your decision. Personally, when I'm at work and I'm trying to figure out if there's any additional test a patient could benefit from, running through the thoughts by saying it out loud helps substantially and somehow makes the decisions concrete. Externalizing thoughts cuts through the clutter of your competing thoughts. Be sure that you see the silver lining. Spend a minute thinking of what you'll gain after making a decision. If you're putting off organizing the top of your desk, think about how it'll get people off your back or how it will enable you to find the missing flash drive or it might just give you more surface to work on. Better yet, write down the benefits so that you can see them. Next up, decide on small things ahead of time. Make as many small decisions ahead of time as you can. Freezing pre-made meals eliminates mealtime decisions. Putting outfits together on a hanger reduces what-to-wear decisions. And reading menus online can end the internal what-to-order-at-the-restaurant question. That will allow you to spend more time on important things. Research a decision in proportion to the consequences or the risks. A wrong decision about a purse is less consequential than picking the wrong vacation spot. When you prioritize decisions in this way, you're going to spend a lot less time thinking about that purse, right? And lastly, feel good about deciding. If you've lost your confidence in decision making because you look back and you see mistakes in judgment in the past piling up, which I don't know, is probably pretty likely of all of us, take the time and remember the good decisions that you've made or the ones that were really tough. If you feel like a decision maker failure, talk with a counselor or a therapist to help you overcome that. 
If you would like to contribute to this podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the neurodivergent nurse, where you can get exclusive bonus episode, script of the show prior to the release, uncut video interviews of the guest, input on upcoming shows and ideas, and even more. Also, be sure to follow the neurodivergent nurse on Instagram and TikTok. And if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to share it with someone that you think could also benefit from the neurodivergent nurse. And go ahead while you have time and while you're thinking about it and rate it and leave a review five stars on your favorite listening platform so that other people can find the show easily as well. And I hope you have a wonderful week and I can't wait to talk to you again.